the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Cause I'm TNT, I'm dynamite. TNT, and I will not fight. TNT, I'm a power load. Welcome to the Andrea K. So that's the first time that I've heard that open since we started using it to where I didn't really feel like I could live up to the to the hype. I'm more like 120 pounds of a big bowl of gumbo tonight. Sitting here in the KCBQ studios in San Diego. Glad to have you all here with me. I'm honored to have you all here with me. I hope I can actually just stick with y'all through the whole hour. Please stick with me. I'm coming to y'all from a long weekend in New Orleans so just so much fun just too much i can't i i too much fun for me to even share with y'all especially since this is a rated g and a rated pg show anyway sharing this hour with me in addition all of you out there on facebook on twitter is dj carrot sticks <laughs> i need to be spending a whole week eating nothing but carrot sticks after the weekend that i had in new orleans it was great i'm I literally, a lot of beignets? Oh, my gosh. I actually ended up not even eating in beignets. That was the one thing I didn't get to eat, even though I had coupons for Free Cafe de Mom because a holiday weekend, the line was around the block. And by the time the line went down, it would have been lunchtime and 90 degrees in the French Quarter. Not exactly the time I want to drink Cafe Olay and eat, you know, eat hot, fresh out of the fryer donuts outside. But anyway, I, I ate everything from, I ate my way across the state. I ate everything from Couchon de Lay sliders to crawfish risotto to you know a crab cake the size of your head todd covered in a crawfish train sauce i mean you name it i ate it except uh beignets but i made up for the beignets by eating you know bread pudding all over the state quite frankly so anyway enough about new orleans because there's so much that's been going on even over memorial day weekend when i thought that maybe i could get away uh, from the politics and thought we all could get away from the politics president obama actually went over to hiroshima, ev- hiroshima evidently and <laughs> to apologize uh, to the people who deserve to have a nuke dropped on them because they attacked us on Pearl Harbor. But what do you expect from somebody who did the same thing? Because what did CARE do over the weekend? The Council for American Islamic Relations, they badmouthed our military again on Memorial Day weekend because that's what the Islamists and the Marxists do. And those two have partnered together. I've got a lot to, to cover with you in this hour. Coming up in a few minutes on the show is Matthew Boyle, because we've got to talk about Bill Crystal's excellent adventure. I'm not the only one that went off on a little toot this weekend. Evidently, he's gone off on a little toot, Bill Crystal has, from the Weekly Standard, uh, doing a little third-party partying, if you will. We're also going to talk a little bit about somebody who's maybe taking a trip off the mental reservation, and that's Glenn Beck. We're going to talk a little bit. Um, we're going to talk to Matthew Boyle about that. We may even talk to Matthew Boyle since he's 
tease media about it seems like we got a media theme here because we got to talk about Katie Couric and a little tour that she she did in terms of a little trip she took away from reality and turned a documentary into a mockumentary. You know, um, I guess I do see a theme emerging here. You know, I'm call Jan Pokola, attorney at law, is going to be on the show a little bit later. We're going to talk about Trump University Gate. We're going to talk about two other big stories involving the media today was Trump University and Trump's uh, press conference that he did regarding his veterans fundraiser, in which he called an ABC reporter a sleaze bag or sleazy. You know, it seems like we got a whole lot of media types sleazy. That's kind of the theme for tonight's show. And aren't you glad, fellow Republicans, that going into this general election, unlike 2012, unlike 2008, we actually have a president candidate who was willing to take the fight to the media as much as to the Democratic candidate that we face going into this general election. Because we lost in 2012 in large part. I guess I don't have to tell you all speaking about Islamist and and Obama about Candy Crowley and the Benghazi uh, topic that came up in the debate when she planted evidence at the crime scene. Trump was asked today. In that veterans uh, fundraising press conference, you're going to be any different. You're going to talk this way when he called the ABC reporters sleazy. They said you're going to you're going to continue to be this way. He said, "Yeah, you know what? Heck yeah, I'm glad to hear it." At first, when you hear a presidential candidate, a nominee, call a reporter to his face a sleaze bag, you go, "Oh gosh, you know that's not very presidential." But look what it's gotten us—the cowtowing. The kowtowing, the, the, our founders envisioned a free press to hold our elected officials accountable. Do I think that their question should be asked about Trump University? Absolutely. Do I think the question should have been asked about the fundraising and the pledges, the claims that were made by Trump? Absolutely. But the press has been acting far less as one of the critical areas of checks and balances on our government and far too much of they've been propagandist for the left. And we finally have a Republican presidential nominee calling them out and not only calling them out, but to their face. And they are rocked back on their heels because they are as much as the media. They are as much of the establishment as the Republican Party. And he knocked them back on their heels today, didn't he? Uh, If you're just tuning in, this is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170 KCBQ. Glad to have you all here with me. And who did, getting back to the media, who did he call a sleazebag? I had to do a little bit of research on this guy. I'm like, who was he calling a sleazebag with ABC? Well, evidently it was this guy, Tom Lamas, who tried to bully back going back into August of last year of 2015. He tried to bully Trump with the PC stick. Trump's got a long memory, doesn't he? He tried to bully him back in August of 2015 by pretending he was asking a question of Trump when what he was really doing was couching a racist accusation at Trump by saying to Trump, Trump back in August of 2015, don't you think the term anchor baby is offensive? And he said, no. You, can you think of a better term besides anchor baby? That's reality. Babies coming here, being brought here illegally, and then, you know, women, pregnant women come in here illegally and they have the baby, and now the whole family gets to, gets to stay. Can't think of a better term. The guy was speaking of rock back on his heels. He absolutely was. So we're going to talk to Matthew Boyle about all these media types coming up in a minute. I was surprised to come back. When I was in New Orleans this weekend, I did not have the TV on once. I did not have the news on one time. And I was in, happened the little time I spent in a car, because most of the time I spent it roaming around the French Quarter and Magazine Street and on Royal Street, waving my white hanky every time I heard a good song. Come to find out, there was a big story erupted over the weekend. Gorilla Gate happened. When I first heard the story, I thought, I'm not really sure where the story is. Kid gets into an enclosure, because I, did, I didn't even really know the circumstances around it. Kid gets into an enclosure, 
and the gorilla gets shot to save the four-year-old child. I'm like, well, where's the story here? Where's the controversy? Well, I guess the controversy is, you know, of course, the gorilla, according to Nicole Ritchie, you know, of course, it, you know, it's it's white privilege, you know, because the gorilla was black and she's po- posting on Twitter. And you know what? You laugh and think of Nicole Ritchie. But this has been a mantra by far people who would consider credible that this was this was white privilege that had that gorilla been white, he wouldn't have been shot. But then come to find out, well, it really couldn't have been you know, white privilege, you know, that a black gorilla was shot to save a white boy because come to find out the four-year-old was black. So then I'm thinking, well, what's the big controversy? What do we have here? Black on black crime? Nobody seems to care about black on black crime when it's happening in Chicago or anywhere else. Why are they suddenly caring about it? Because it's happening to a zoo. More critics seem to be then concerned. So then I'm like, well, what's this really about? How did this kid even get? I'm like, where are the parents I'm asking people? Come to find out. I guess this kid has been telling his mom he wants to get in there, wants to get in there. Come to find out, I guess she was taking too many selfies to pay attention to what her kid was doing. So he crawls through and gets down there because she wasn't parenting her child right. The zoo, I guess, is admitting or or taking responsibility and saying that they didn't have the enclosure tight enough on him. But isn't this just typical liberals? No, no personal responsibility anymore. So, uh, you know, I look at this story and I say, at the end of the day, here's how I fall on this story. I am a conservative. And as a conservative, I fall on the side of, I eat fried chicken. I ate some this weekend in New Orleans. I ate some beef down in New Orleans. To me, it's all about the food chain. God put put humans at the top of the food chain. So as a conservative, that's where I fall. I'm on the side of saving that child's life, regardless of how irresponsible the parents are, regardless of what happened with the zoo and the enclosure, because I'm as conservative. Where the liberals fall on these issues is they fall where they always fall. For the liberals, it's always about something else. It's about animals, or it's about, you know, the cause, or it's about agenda. It's never about a child's life. When do they ever cry and harangue and whine and carry on like this for a child? Nowhere. In fact, they bend over backwards. They do everything they can to promote the war on children. We've got a president of the United States that one of the few times he ever voted as a state senator, because he voted, he, he stayed away and was like, didn't even bother to show up and vote. One of the few times, not only did he vote, but he actually went on the floor in Chicago and argued to deny medical care from children that survived abortions. Right now, come to find out, there's a a hospital in Poland, evidently, where every doctor signed a pledge. They were offered an option to to opt out of abortion for conscience, and every one of them signed a pledge. And now the hospital is not going to do abortions anymore. What do we have going on here? We've got the Obama administration that's come up with a new program, a new uh, piece of legislation, a new directive under Obamacare that basically is telling hospitals, you will either not only perform abortions, you will promote abortion, or we're going to withhold federal funds in the form of Medicare and Medicaid. So that's where the liberals fall. They don't care about children. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to talk to Matthew Boyle about some other hot topics of the day. This is the Andrea K. Show on AIM 1170, The Answer. Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. spelled K-A-Y-E. Want to start living better, longer? LaVita Compounding Pharmacy can help. 
proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, Levita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LevitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434. Or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657-333. Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A-Law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me tonight. I'm starting to get a little bit of my energy back. I, I'm suffering from a little bit of no little lag prior to the show tonight. And my friend Sandra Stevens pointed out that it might be a little bit more of a, like an emotional and mental fatigue I got going on besides just a physical one. And that's true because it is, it's always a little rough. I think my heart is really torn in two. Half of me just loves living in San Diego. It's my home now, but I still, New Orleans will always have my heart. My soul is on the bayou. Um, Matt Boyle is with me tonight from Breitbart. We got lots of ground to cover. We got some crazy trips that some people have been taking, Matthew. Welcome back to the Andrew K. Show. Uh, thanks for having me. Hey, um, I'm thinking of some some weird, crazy twists and turns and trips that Bill Krista must have been going on. I wasn't the only one that took a trip this weekend. It seems like he did because, I, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I call it Bill Crystal's Excellent Adventure with his third party partying you know he tweeted out i guess over the weekend that there was he had, you know had an idea there was supposed to be some really attractive independent candidate but then he like teased it outright and then i guess he didn't you know want to reveal it or maybe he realized more people were interested in harumba the the ape than his you know independent pick so then he decides to reveal who it is today can you tell everybody who that is yeah, so Bill Crystal, the Weekly Standard editor, we, uh, his candidate uh, was revealed. It wasn't Crystal who revealed it, but the candidate is National Review columnist David French. Um, and so, I mean, it's it's really kind of a joke. Um, look, America is a two-party system. There are, are one of two people who are going to be elected president in November. It is going to be either Donald Trump, who is the, currently the presumptive Republican nominee, 
or Hillary Clinton, the likely Democratic nominee. So it's either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. If any conservatives or Republicans vote for uh, any independent or third-party candidates out there, you're basically throwing your vote to Hillary Clinton. There's, America's a two-party system as it stands right now. There is no legitimate third party. No independent candidate has ever had a shot at the White House, nor will they in 2016. So, again, it is going to be either Donald Trump or Hillary Clinton. And so this whole thing is kind of a joke. And the fact that they weren't even able to get a candidate with any gravitas uh, behind them, uh, they literally picked somebody from the Never Trump media. Well, how uh, can I, I, right? I, I, the Never Trump uh, National Review shows how desperate they've become. They couldn't get a senator. They couldn't get a congressman. They couldn't get a, a governor. They couldn't get Colin Powell. They couldn't get Connie Rice. They couldn't get anybody with any serious gravitas. They couldn't get Mitt Romney. They couldn't get a former governor. They couldn't get a former senator. They couldn't get a right. former congressman. I mean, but God do they? But do they that. really care? I mean, or is this not just you know? I mean, was they were they really trying for a Manchurian candidate, or, or are they just really trying to find a pawn, somebody dumb enough to go along with it, just to siphon off votes? I, I, I really don't think they're actually trying to get somebody elected to the White House. Like they, I don't uh, mean elected. See, it's a different question. Are they right. intentionally trying to put Hillary in office by siphoning just enough votes off to put Hillary well, in? Well, I think that I think that was their original plan, but I don't think that David French will even be able to siphon enough votes away from the uh, presumptive Republican Party nominee, Donald Trump. Uh, because, I mean, he's, he's a National Review columnist. He has no experience in government. He right. has no, uh, there's nothing that he's going to be able to do to inspire voters across the United States to vote for him. He is, look, I mean, he might be a decent candidate for Congress, maybe for the Senate. Well, how do we even know that? that? I mean, yeah, the hypocritical thing. That's the point, right? Is like, I mean, you can't just go from being a columnist to being a presidential candidate. Look, Andrea, I can't go and announce that I'm running for president tomorrow and then all of a sudden be elected. I mean, there's there's a huge process that people have to go through. Uh, So, I mean, the the unserious nature of Bill Crystal and, and, and look, it's quite clear that Rich Lowry, the editor of the National Review, is in on this, too. And then tonight we saw Mitt Romney, the 2012 nominee, actually tweet something nice, uh, a positive comment about David French. And so that really makes you question why Mitt Romney is trying to uh, throw votes to Hillary Clinton and help the Democratic, mm-hmm. uh, the likely Democratic Party nominee win the White House and, right. and go for a third Obama term. I mean, look, the, the fact that uh, they weren't able to get, the fact that Mitt Romney himself is not running, the fact that they weren't able to get a former senator, a current right. senator, but a I former don't know governor, that... a current governor. Right. Gotcha. For anybody of serious stature to run, it shows how unserious nature, uh, in nature this well, is. Well, I think it also reveals, if you're just tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrew K. Show. We're talking to Matthew Bull from Breitbart. I also think it shows the depth of their hypocrisy, you know, because, you know, so much of National Review and their whole thing was is that Trump's not conservative enough. He doesn't pass the purity test. Of course, they decided to, you know, with their intellectual superiority, define what conservatism is for me and who I should consider conservative. And then they even to even float the name of somebody who hasn't been vetted. I'm supposed to somehow think that 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 he is is a better choice than Trump. I mean, really, what kind of mental lapse has Bill Crystal 
in in Lowry gone through? I mean, what is going to happen? Right, to their, what is going to happen to their to their to their publication? I mean, do they really think they're going to get any subscribers to this? I mean, this is insane to me. Have they not destroyed right. their career in in the same way that Glenn Beck has? That's another topic of today. Yeah. Um, so yeah, interesting you brought that up. I think the Never Trump movement is like basically crashed and burned in front of us all in one you know hail of uh, final glory today. But the uh, with the Glenn Beck suspension from SiriusXM. But the um, the bigger point here is is that look, while Donald Trump today was standing there battling hardcore leftists who have ascended to senior positions in the mainstream media, from ABC News to CNN to the Washington Post and so many other places he was fighting with today, literally at a press conference, and the whole country got to see Donald Trump expose the mainstream media for what they are. So they're the all sleazes. He called out Lama's. one of their own as right. a candidate. Uh, so. I mean, the whole the whole thing, I mean, look, David French is a, a guy from the media, right? Like, I mean, who, again, the, the, the contrast couldn't be clearer here. I, I think it's very interesting that they put forward a person from the media to run while Trump is out there actually exposing the media. Well, that's because um, I think one again, of the things that America, one of the things I think that America has really understood is how much the media, this is a year of the outsider, it's a year of the anti-establishment, and it's, it's, I think a lot of people who thought that the media was left-leaning really thought that they had a, a base of conservatives in the media that were really on their side, and they're really, the eyes are being open to the fact that, like, we've got almost a one-party system in D.C. in terms terms of the Democrats and the Republicans, we've got a one-party media establishment in many ways as well. And I think people's eyes have been open to that. I do want to talk a little bit about Glenn Beck and see if you think that it was fair, because that those of you who aren't familiar with the story, he had Brad Thor on, who on top of writing one of the worst books that ever been written, The Athena Project, I've suffered through it because once I start a book, I commit, I commit myself to it. He's kind of a wannabe Vince Flynn. So he's on Glenn Beck's show, I guess, last week, and it seems as though he was uh, the the subject of impeachment came up, correct? And it seems as though Thor was implying that the Congress wouldn't have the guts to impeach Trump if he crossed the his executive powers, and that the question would be whether or not a patriot would um, take care of matters, correct? Right, and and he used the word patriot, and um, uh, you know uh, the, the you know what he was implying there was that he was kind of hoping that if that scenario ever played itself out, that somebody would step up, and I wouldn't call them a patriot, but somebody would call step up and assassinate President Trump. I mean that is absolutely absurd. And by the way, this is the second time that such discussion has been entertained on Glenn Beck's program. In fact, the Secret Service back in March. Uh, United States Secret Service uh, that protects, you know, presidential candidates, including uh, uh, Mr. Trump, uh, actually investigated going back for it back then. Uh, so the uh, SiriusXM network, uh, Patriot Channel, uh, we have a show on Patriot Channel too every day on Breitbart News Daily, um, and Glenn Beck's show comes on after our show. Uh, on the weekdays, um, the, the Patriot Channel and the Sirius XM uh, executives announced that they're suspending Glenn Beck's show for the rest of the week, um, uh, for the course of this week, and then looking at whether or not they're going to continue to carry it in the wake of, you know, that continuing down this road. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think it's a fair decision by Sirius. I, you know, I, I guess hosts on the network a lot for fair disclosure purposes, right? So I'll fit in on our weekend programs uh, on the Sirius uh, network. But, 
I um, I think it's an absolutely fair decision. I think, uh, look, I think, you know, Glenn Beck and Brad Ford jumped the shark on this thing. Uh, you know, and again, look, like I said, the last time Beck and his came to this stuff on his show, this type of, you know, thing, the U.S. Secret Service was investigating. They have not launched an investigation into this one. But again, the, uh, at least as far as we know at this point, uh, they don't necessarily always announce that they're investigating things. Right. But well, again, you know, you know, I, yeah. look, I, anytime you're entertaining, you know, stuff like that, that's not that's not a good place to be. No, and then even worse, you know, then Beck had to go liberal after the fact and blame Drudge. He bl- first he blamed like the you know the the Trump supporters, and then he blamed Drudge for it instead of just accepting the responsibility that he went that he went nutso on his show and allowed a conversation to go somewhere where where it shouldn't have been. So you know, and you know, I I had said back when he endorsed you know Cruz that if I was Cruz, I would have told him thank you for the endorsement. I think his his endorsement of of Cruz did some damage there. You know, well, I, I, I don't think it was necessarily his endorsement of Cruz. It, it's the way that he did it and the way that he campaigned for Cruz. And I really think that Glenn Beck, and in the end, ended up damaging Senator Cruz a lot during the course of his campaign. Look, Senator Cruz was a great conservative. He's done a lot of good things in the U.S. Senate. Uh, and Glenn Beck was just it's just off the rails. I mean, the, yeah. if you look at the, the things the guy's done over the course of not just this year, but the really the last several years. I mean, there's a reason why he's not on the Fox News channel anymore. And well, so, yeah. Oh, yeah. He had um, he dragged some kid up on the stage who was fasting and not eating anything. Just kind of wack, wacko kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Katie Couric, I got to spend. I'm doing like a whole media theme with you right now. <laughs> um, so Katie Couric, you know, she you know does this you know documentary that we now realize is a mockumentary because a documentary is supposed to be an, a, a factual account. So she does this under the gun. Well, now she's under the gun, right? Because she blatantly, she George Zimmerman the situation. You know, she falsified, you know, the the audio or the video or whatever to, to create a perception that didn't exist. And now she finally, did, she came out and finally acknowledged it today. Did she finally come out and take credit for it? Take the blame for well, it? Well, look, I mean, these people in the media, they continue to engage. I, I, I haven't even followed the Katie Kurt thing. She's yesterday's news. She's not even on network news anymore. So, but look, I mean, they all have a history of this kind of thing, whether it be Katie Kirk or Brian Williams or, um, you know, so on and so forth. All of these characters, um, they, they are not honest brokers. Look, uh, at least we at Breitbart are open about the fact that we are conservative, mm-hmm. that, um, you know, that we have a point of view, uh, and that you know what you're getting when you come to Breitbart, right? Like, we have a lot of liberal or progressive readers that come to Breitbart and read our site because they know that they're getting the unvarnished truth from an open and transparent point of view. When people go out there in the mainstream media, whether it be on NBC News or on CNN or whatever, and today we saw Dana Bash go off on on Donald Trump on her high horse because she thought that Donald Trump, uh, um, you know, was being too rough on her colleagues at CNN during a press conference. Well, they're asking completely loaded questions in a way that's designed in front of the entire public, and everybody knows what they were doing. Well, not necessarily. There's a lot of people. I'm glad that somebody secretly outed this situation because there's too many people that still actually believe that the Dana Bashes and the and the Katie Kirks are honest brokers when they're not. So you they're know, not. thank they you to whoever. You. And so the point the point being though is if they were open, honest, and transparent, they would be honest about their point of view. So I have a lot of respect for the guys over the Huffington Post or at some of the liberal. Yeah, at least they're honest about who they are. Absolutely. Yeah, they're open and honest about it. But what I love about it is that Kirk is looking more foolish today than she made Sarah Palin look 
when Palin, when she asked Palin about the magazines, because, you know, and I got to tell you something. Now I hear that it's been pulled down off the Internet, and I'm sad about that. I think they pulled it down because they realize they can't sell uh, their gun control crap if they do it honestly. They have to try to pull these kinds of shenanigans when the reality is, is I love those answers. She was she didn't she didn't expect to have answers to the questions as tough as she got. And so she ended up looking like a big fool. Matt, I got to leave it there. Thanks so much for being here. Appreciate it. All right. Yep. Thanks for having me. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about taking on the media because I'm going to be talking to, to uh, Kalyan Pokola about Trump University and Trump's fundraiser speech press conference today. This is the Andrea K. Show. Thanks for being with us. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Hi, my name is Kalyan Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation, call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus has a business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today 877-749-3533. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. So, hey, call you on Pokola. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Thanks for having me, Andrea. So, did you have a good Memorial Day weekend? I did. Okay, so mm-hmm. this will take us. All right. Well, um, big news today 43. that had me thinking about you. Trump University is back in the headlines today. I guess uh, the okay. case, uh, something was going to be revealed today. Yeah. I, I did a whole segment recently, and I think you actually you were part of it, where we talked about Trump University. I feel right. as though I, my belief is 
Everybody running for office needs to be under the microscope, and every aspect of their lives, personally and professionally, are subject to scrutiny. I think that we didn't do enough of that in 08 with Barack Obama. We need to do that with Hillary Clinton. Right now, Her everything that she did with those emails, I don't want to hear any more about Benghazi is old news or email scandals old news. No. Everything that they're doing is subject to scrutiny. So Trump University, I think, is, is Craig Sewing thinks that it's kind of, you know, every business person, you know, files for bankruptcy. Every business person is subject to attacks from customers or whatever. I think it's a legitimate issue to you. Absolutely. I think it is. I mean, look at my small business clients. They create products and they're under the microscope and they're not Trump and they don't have the resources to fight allegations. Mm-hmm. And while they're dealing with Yelp reviews, Trump deals with lawsuits. Well, right. And, and, and if the lawsuits are involved in fraud because you sold something, then you, then you didn't. Well, what's the difference, though? Let me ask you this. What's the difference between fraud where somebody intentionally promises something that they didn't deliver or somebody just you know didn't get what they thought that they were going to get from a service? I think it really depends on what the intent of the person is. If you look at the Trump University lawsuit, one of the things they were fighting uh, the Trump attorneys were trying to fight to keep private these playbooks, and these were the scripts that basically prospective students were given, and they didn't want them to be released because they didn't want to know, you know, exactly what kind of what the intent was of how they were trying to convince people to subscribe to this Trump University issue. For most, of the, I mean, the big issue is you can't call something a Trump University if it's not a university. Well, why not? I mean, who who gets to decide what a university is? Because it's a false advertising. I mean, if it's not an accredited university, you're trying to give them the impression that why don't you just call it like the Trump, um, why don't you call it like the Trump business plan or the Trump strategy? I don't know. I mean, university university is this implication that it's something even more substantial and more... I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Dennis Prager. I think he's a phenomenal radio show host here on Salem and, and he's got his Prager University and I don't go, oh, you know, gee, let me check his creds to see if he's an actual university like Louisiana State University where I went well, to school. Prager, Prager so, you know, he's a radio host and he, he's, you know, I think there's an easy implication that when he said, when he's saying Prager University that it's not a university. But that Trump is a guy who has a, a business empire, okay? So there's certain there's certain aspects of this issue that, I mean, they didn't want anything to happen. And one of the things was it got shut down because uh, because it violated state education laws. It's like you can't call yourself a university if you're not a university. So then they renamed it to the Trump Entrepreneur Initiative. Okay. And then it shut down. So Trump promised in his ad that, he personally selected the instructors to teach these secrets for making money on real estate. And in the depositions, Trump said, you know, didn't recognize the name of instructors and admitted that others selected the staff. So that's false advertising. If you're promising in the ad that you personally selected these people, people believe they're getting someone Trump trust. Right. Okay. That Trump respects. Right. Uh, that Trump probably taught himself. Mm-hmm. And now that person isn't somebody Trump even knows. Well, that's a big problem. And so the Trump lawyers were trying to make the argument that these trade secrets should be kept private because they were trade secrets, these like playbooks. Mm -hmm. But the judge said, no, there's a public interest in these documents being released. And I agree because it's all down to intent. If Trump didn't really follow through with any of the things that he was saying in his ad, then he was, I mean, he was basically scamming these people. Well, you know. 
that's what it boils down to. Well, how do you advise your small business clients to avoid these kinds of? Is there a way to do that? Because I do think yeah, that the bigger the Don't name that you things. are, the more the subject you are to be. You know, um, kind of like Trump's kind of like Michael Jackson. You know, anybody can file a lawsuit because they know it's a big target. How do you how do you advise against this? Well, you you offer you don't offer things that you are very clear with what you are offering people. You offer people products that do what they say uh, and you don't fluff it. I mean, I think that you don't say that you don't make ads saying, hey, I personally select these people because that's giving people. um, So just be honest. Trust in the brand. Yeah, be honest. I, I mean, especially if you're a small business owner and you don't have the resources to fight this. And this could just bring you this one lawsuit can, you know, destroy your business. Right. And you got you got to be honest with your customers, with the consumers. Right. And you have to give them what they deserve. Well, you know, and you don't need to be you don't need to. You can fluff it a little bit. Everyone does. But mm -hmm. can't make material misrepresentations of what kind of product you're offering your client. Right. For your customers. Well, and, you know, we'll leave it up to the, the listeners and leave it up to the people as this case goes forward to, to see, decide for themselves whether or not it impacts their vote. I thought he did a brilliant job this morning when he when he can't counter the claims against him with the, the veterans and his fundraising that night because people were saying, see, they, they were tying in some ways the two together, saying, you know, Trump University is another example. He's a scammer. Look at Trump University. He made all these fraudulent claims about the money that he raised. You, I think you and I talked about this last week about um, he had claimed that he had raised all this money for the veterans. He supposedly didn't. Well, I guess he did almost $6 million. He, you know, it, there's a time frame between the, the amount when the pledges are made, then you got to collect the money. Then you got to dis- disperse the money. And I guess according to reports, the money was dispersed, raised, and dispersed. And on top of it, not only did he do that, Collyon, but he did it without a lot of overhead. And he did not take money, like even right, he didn't w- take any administration. He didn't even it. take any administration. So you know, um, I guess we got. I got. I got to counter the Trump University claims today with giving him a hat tip for what he did for, with the veterans. Well, one thing I'm curious about is whether Trump's charges about Judge Gonzalez having any validity. Thoughts on that, Colin? I don't think they do. I don't think they do at all. I mean, he's a guy born in Indiana. He's raised in Indiana. He went to Bloomington. Uh, he's about as American as any American in this country. And if he has some Mexican ethnicity, that's not why he's going after him. In fact, I mean, he's given a lot of leeway to Trump in this lawsuit so far. Mm-hmm. Well, but uh, but the argument the argument uh, is about ethnicity, but also about uh, the judge's decision to allow the proponents, uh, I guess the uh, the plaintiffs, uh, okay. to eliminate the person who originally made the charge on the basis that she's a bad witness. Yeah, so the original well, the original complainant is no longer a, a part of the lawsuit because even even their own um, I don't know if it was a class action or whatever decided that she well, was a yeah. horrible witness. So well, right. So oftentimes when that happens, there you know where the smoke is fire, whether or not the lawsuit's valid or not. If there's one person that's bad, you know this is a smart move by those those attorneys on the plaintiff side to cut her out now rather than later. 
Well, but it certainly uh, it certainly damages the credibility of the claims, though, when the original claimant, you know, isn't even isn't even a good witness. And, and then supposedly he's got all these other people that are going to say, you know, that, that they got what they wanted out of the situation. Um, but getting back to you, because I want to wrap this up. This is something that you do help your clients with. You help them avoid because you, you can have a great product or service. A lot of geniuses out there, a lot of entrepreneurs. But you got to know what you're doing when you're when you're marketing. Al is 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 a counsels people on marketing strategies from a financial standpoint and taxes and all that, you can advise them from a marketing standpoint on how to avoid fraud claims. How do they get yeah, a hold of you? Yeah, you just give me a call uh, and or you can you know find me at popolalaw.com, P-O-K-A-L-A law.com or email me at info at popolalaw.com. Yeah. All right. Thanks for being here, Kalyan. Glad you're back in thanks San Diego. Thanks for having Diego. me, Andrea, and good to talk to you, Al. Yeah, it's always fun, Kalyan. Mike's right, take care. Be sure to follow... Well, I guess uh, since I talked to Collion, actually I talked to him a little bit earlier today, I guess more information has come out about this Trump situation in terms of the ties that this judge and others, plaintiff's attorneys, have with uh, Bill and Hillary Clinton. So, you know what? I'm just really glad that it's all coming out now. Let it all come out. I'm for vetting everybody. I'm for getting opening up at uh, every open books on every one of them, and I'm glad it's coming out now, and I predict that Trump's going to come out ahead of this one. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, and we come back. we got more of the Andrea K Show coming up. Up. Don't go anywhere, peeps. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show Don't and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Hi, my name is Colin Pokola, and I'm the owner and founder of Pokola Law. My law firm separates itself from the pack by catering exclusively to small business owners and providing them with that personal touch that they deserve. When you call me, you get me, not an associate or a secretary, just me. From incorporating your business to drafting contracts, helping you bring on a partner or two, trademarking and copywriting your work, and even litigation if it's absolutely necessary to protect your business's interests, Pokola Law can be your one-stop shop for all of your small business's legal needs. Schedule your initial consultation today and mention that you heard me on AM 1170, and I'll credit our first meeting toward any legal work we've discussed. You can reach me by phone at 844-695-1487 or at pokalalaw.com P-O-K-A-L-A law.com. The information contained herein is for information purposes only and should not be misconstrued as legal advice on any subject matter and does not create an attorney-client relationship. For your consultation call 844-695-1487 or visit pokalalaw.com you're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to The Andrea K Show. Ooh, you can take the girl out of New Orleans, but you cannot take the New Orleans out of this girl. I'm glad to be back in San Diego, though. Because I just don't know how, how many more days I could have stayed, could have survived uh, staying down in New Orleans. But I'm glad to have you all back with me. And I'm especially glad to have my buddy Al Arias in the studio with me. You were down in New Orleans a little while ago yourself, weren't you? I was. Great place. Yeah, isn't it great? There's nothing better, really. No. I mean, it is truly, I think, one of the one of the few places left in America where the original culture is still active. It's present. It's been preserved. It lives on. And I'm just a proud, proud, uh, person, you know, from that culture. So I'm still exhausted, though. But you know what? I'm glad to have you here because you kind of energize me. You're bringing me a little life. If we're on the tube, they could all see. Yeah. still beautiful. (laughs) Oh, thank you, sweetie. Um, Last week, 
this IRS commissioner dude, Costkin or whatever his name is, he didn't even bother to show up to his own impeachment hearings because, you know what, there's no accountability left in America. But every American knew. In fact, people were screaming about the Republican Party back when the scandal with the IRS came down because 60-something percent of Americans were more outraged over the IRS scandal with what the IRS was doing with targeting of conservative political groups, even Democrats. 65% of Americans were upset over this because if there's one area that Americans can unite together, it's against the jackboot of tyranny that is the IRS. And so everybody was upset about what happened, and every the majority of Americans were still upset that nobody was held accountable for it. There has been a movement even before that and since to abolish the IRS. And then you brought to my attention that there's new legislation being proposed to do just that. I guess it's coming out of of a few representatives like uh, Bridenstine out of Oklahoma, DeSantis from Florida, Massey from Kentucky. They have introduced House Joint Resolution 104, which is, quote, an amendment to the Constitution of the United States to repeal the 16th Article of Amendment, which I guess is in conflict with the 4th Amendment as it goes on to expire. I'm not going to get it. I don't want to get in too much into the weeds in here between the amendments. But the conflict between the 16th, which is, I guess, the right to tax, and the 4th, which protects us in to, to have our – to be secure in our person's houses, papers, and effects from unreasonable searches and seizures, I guess they're saying these two are in conflict, and they want to repeal it. I think it might be just easier – I mean, it, it just seems overly complicated. Well, good luck at amending the Constitution. Right. So, I mean, that's not going to go anywhere because it has to go through a very long process. Right. And if you're looking for a cure, that's not going to bring a quick cure. No, and and it's not going to. In fact, so, you know. We've got Americans, 65% that were was upset with what the IRS was doing. Majority that were upset that the Republican Party did nothing. And so this, to me, is an, an attempt to try to, in an election year, make Americans and make the Republican voters feel as though they're actually going to do something, which they're not. Because we know that this isn't, isn't going to go anywhere. So the Well, re- the amazing thing to me, uh, if you think about how people are classified, uh, the high income classification falls to people that make about $200,000 per year, 250000 per year. Mm-hmm. And they're the target, the target right. of the Internal Revenue Service mm-hmm. because of the high earnings, right? Right. So we have uh, about uh, 35% uh, or more of the American taxpayers in that classification. Mm-hmm. And they're the target of the IRS. Right. How come they're not up in arms? Well, I think that there are people up in arms. What do you mean? How come well, but not there's no organization. There's there's nothing that is working on what should be worked on, and that is to work on the Secretary of the Treasury, mm-hmm. who oversees the Internal Revenue Service, and basically has the clout. To change the culture of the service. So the culture of the service is in disarray and it's not where it should be because it's not about serving us. Right. Well, taxes don't really serve us anyway. We don't need all the taxes that we've got going on right now. Well, that's a a policy issue. But whatever laws we pass Mm -hmm. have to be enforced. Right. And if, if we 
get rid of the Internal Revenue Service. You're going to have to put something else in. Well, why not the flat tax? Because maybe the way to get around this is policy. It, you, have we to don't collect, have to do- you still have to collect the flat tax. Tax. You still have to collect it. Well, but you don't. If if we if we went to a flat tax and we got rid of everything else and we we pared down and we trimmed down that agency to where all, the, all their role was was to collect the flat tax, we wouldn't have the shenanigans and the cultural well, issues that we have within flat that agency. Tax is very very simple. It's not. How is it not simple? It's a flat that. tax. Well, remind <laughs> me, wife. <laughs> you don't know what? about excise taxes, my pet. They are as complicated as complicated as anything. Because if it's uh, medical equipment, it's tax. Yeah. But if it's, um, let's say it's a battery, it could be taxed. If it's every classification, every article mm-hmm. is subject to classification and is taxed differently. So that's complex. There's nothing simple about those taxes. Nothing. Right. right. Well, and that's why people need you, Al. Right? Because, he, because well, they need he, somebody like me. Yeah, because it is complicated. I mean, even I, yeah, I didn't even realize that that even a flat tax is complicated. It is. Yeah. So, um, and so see, all these things are political. We deal in perception, not in fact. Right, and especially given the fact that a lot of the candidates going into the general, their flat tax is different degrees of flat tax. But then, and they're still not going to. Thankfully, I'm glad that they're not going to get rid of the mortgage tax deduction. So, here's the good news for people like you, Al. Your your, your job ain't going away anywhere, baby. Well, no matter well, what no, happens it, with it the IRS, it won't go away. I'm an, I'm an accountant. I'm a CPA. So if they took away all the taxes, I'm still in business. So it's just, yeah. it's what you focus Wait, on. Yeah, if they take away all the taxes, how are you still going to be in business? Because I'm an accountant. I do financial statements. Mm-hmm. I counsel businesses on strategy. Right. You're always going to need strategy. Yeah, that's one, true. One of my big um, issues for business deals with marketing. Mm-hmm. And the businessman doesn't focus strategically we're generalizing strategically right. on marketing. Right. When you focus strategically on marketing, of course you have to focus on your operations and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a service business, you have to be a marketer. If, well, yeah, and that talk about complicated. They do, and they it marketing can be very complicated. It was 20 years ago. It's even more so now because of social media and social all the different media. avenues for marketing and and branding and what's come about. It's it, it it's almost as though it's almost such a necessary evil that people get overwhelmed and they don't even know that there's a tax benefit to it, and so they just they avoid it and they they look at it as something as though they don't shouldn't even with social media they shouldn't even have to spend any money to it. You know, towards it. Well, but but my real point is, if you're a CPA, if you're in uh, public accounting, mm-hmm. and they took away all the taxes, you're not out of business, right? Especially if you have a broad uh, set of capacities. So mm-hmm. somebody like me and my firm, uh, we have a broad set of capacities, and we're mm-hmm. basically strategists. Mm-hmm. So the 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 whole idea of what market do you want to be in? Is fundamental, and I've I've chosen to be a strategist in the marketing. Well, in in the uh, mm-hmm. uh, specialization of, of uh, strategy. So when you look at a financial statement, mm-hmm. and you look at the balance sheet, you look at the income statement, the statement of cash flows, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. They speak to somebody like me, mm-hmm. and I just look at it and have an idea of how the operation works. Right. An idea. Mm-hmm. Of course you have to drill down. Right. But the idea of being strategic is, in my 
way of thinking where mm-hmm. my profession has to be and is. Mm-hmm. Fundamentally, and that's where, it is. Right. And that's where the, the clients also can find the tax savings because as, as the, whether it's a flat tax or whatever it is, you gotta have, you've got to be strategic. Most businesses, especially if they're a small business or in a low margin business and every penny matters, and you have an ability to you know, be strategic and look at all the different areas where they can save money and save Well, the, the federal tax rate exceeds 40% mm-hmm. in business, period. Right. So if you're a C corporation, you know, the top rate's 39.6, mm-hmm. but there's phase outs and the effective tax rate goes way up. Mm-hmm. If you're an S corp or another kind of pass through entity like a partnership, it passes through to your personal. Mm-hmm. Income tax return, yeah, and the tax rate there is thirty nine point six, but there's phase out, so it goes higher. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tax rate is in excess of forty percent for those who are making money. And if Bernie gets into office, it's going to be ninety percent. Oh God, <laughs> <laughs> we got to leave it there, Al. Al Arias from Aviaries and Company. Thank you for uh, being here, Bryce Spicoli. I did. I always do. All right, baby. Thanks for being here. Um, so the flat tax. You know, Tuesdays, I like to get into a little bit of business here on the Andrea K. Show because you know how much I love business. And speaking of the flat tax, um, that's one of the reasons why, you know, I, I have always said I don't advocate for party or Paul. But every once in a while, actually, I can't think of it the last time that I actually put my weight or my support behind a candidate. But in California, we absolutely must have Tom Del Beccaro be the guy to replace Barbara Boxer. And it, and it's not just because of his flat tax ideas and the fact that he has gotten the endorsements from Steve Moore and all these, you know, Art Laffer and all these brilliant economic minds, but it's also because he truly is an outsider. Yes, he's an attorney, and a lot of people are saying that we really don't need any more attorneys in D.C. What we really need are people who understand he is a constitutional conservative. He understands policies. He understands how to work with people and, and be his plan for how to work with people in Congress and chip away, as you've heard him on the show here, he's got great, Al talks about strategy, he's a great strategist in terms of how you can take a different approach. He's an outsider who understands government, understands how it works, and has an appreciation and a love for constitutional conservatism, and actually has a plan for how to get that done. I posted a great article earlier today from Herman Cain about um, conservatism and the conservative movement and whether or not it's real. And if you measure movement appropriately, it should be on results. And the reality is, is we've had very little results in D.C., even from people who claim to be constitutional conservatives. And I actually believe that Tom Del Beccaro is somebody who not only has the policies in mind and the constitutional conservative principles, but an actual strategy to get it done. And if you think that, you know, you might be wondering why if I've got a national audience, why I'm going on about Tom DeBacar. But let me tell you something. I got a lot of people listening in San Diego and all throughout California. I urge you, if you have not already voted by absentee ballot, go to the polls. The primaries are next week. Please go. Please vote for Tom DeBacaro. And um, because what happens, every congressperson affects us all. And, you know, it, it is not just about Trump this year. It's also about the down ballot. Speaking of June 7, I'm actually going to be hosting with Craig Sewing from 
6 to 9 p.m. on AM 1170. Here we're going to be down at Golden Hall from 6 to 9 p.m. Lots is going to be happening that night, not just in Trump. And, and you know, the, we already know that he's the presumptive nominee. Got 1,237. We don't know what's going to happen with Bernie. We don't know what's going to happen down ballot. So tune in. And if you're in the San Diego area or in Southern California, come down to Golden Hall. Say hi to me. Let's hang out. An, another announcement that I have is that I'm actually, my show has been picked up by Red Nation Rising Radio. So I'm going to be on a new network. I'm going to be posting where you can uh, listen to the show there as well as here on AM 1170. So it's just an expansion of the brand. I'm honored that they've picked up my show and that I'm now going to, that's part of my syndication. So stay stay tuned for updates on that. Last week's Fool, this week's Tool, unanimous, not unanimous, but by and large, the majority picked Katie Couric for last week's Fool. And this week's Tool is none other than Bill Crystal. Hey, thanks for being with me tonight. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm on Facebook. And I'm here every Monday and Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on AM 1170, The Answer. Thanks for being with me. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Good night, everybody. Have a great week. This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.